right, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show and, um, you know, just wanted to maybe sit down and learn a little bit more about the Hermitage Museum and kind of, you know, hear the story. Um, you know, I know you all do a great thing for the artisans and the artists with, uh, you know, the annual festival and, um, you know, we were thankful to be a part of that. So, um, you know, maybe you can kind of, you know, give your introduction, maybe your origin story and uh, kind of what are you working on at the museum? Thank you for having me on today. Um, and thanks for being a part of the Handmade Festival last fall. We were really glad you were there. Thank you. And love your, love your products. Thank you so much. Um, so, origin story in terms of uh, my background and how I arrived at the Hermitage. I uh, went to college at Emory & Henry, um, which is in southwest Virginia, almost in Tennessee. And there I studied mass communications and studio art. But in both majors, I really focused on design, uh, specifically print design. And so that was kind of where I started. And then I um, ended up getting a job a few years later at M. Price Distributing, which is a beer distributor in Hampton, as their graphic designer. And so I continued trying to learn more there in the real world. <laughs> and then um, a couple years into that, I found the Hermitage job, the Hermitage position in 2013 and applied for that. Um, so I'm the marketing manager at the museum. I'm a department of one. And I've, so I've been there now six and a half going on seven years, which is the same amount of time that our executive director has been there. So I came in about a month after her. I was her first hire. Oh, wow. Um, so I feel like with, with both of us, both with her perspective and my perspective with marketing, it's kind of shifted some of the things that we do at the museum and even how we're perceived in the public. And so that's kind of the basics of how I got at the Hermitage. Love that. So team of one how many people are kind of working at the entire museum would you say so there's 10 full-timers and then i think we have around 10 part-timers for various events throughout the year yes and that work um at our front desk and assist with tours that kind of thing how are you spending your time and kind of what are you working on kind of in the marketing manager role so i have like most marketing people i have my hands in a lot of different things so I really run all of the campaigns for everything that we do at the museum. So whether that's art classes, we have a visual arts school and we run seasonal classes, um, all of our exhibitions. I promote um, all of our programs throughout the year. So we, we do a lot of different kinds of programs. We have exhibition related programs. We have the Sunsets on the River concert series that Last year uh, was the 10th anniversary, so that's been going strong. 10 years, Congrats. Yeah, yeah, we're really, it's exciting that it's, you know, continued growing over the decade. And then um, we do the Handmade Festival in September, which is, this will be the fourth year of that, and that's really been growing and growing. And we've been excited to uh, welcome more and more artists to that program and see increased attendance every year. And then, uh, those are the big ones. We we also do a collaboration with Virginia Stage Company, um, our immersive theater series. So this will be the fourth year of that. We're hoping to do it in the fall, kind of a Halloween horror theme. It's usually been in the winter, but yep. we decided to change it up. And then, yeah, we have a couple other things, irons in the fire, <laughs> nice. that we're hoping to confirm for this year. But yeah, those are the big things. So whether that, so for all of those campaigns, I'm doing print ads, digital ads, 
um, working with artists sometimes to do creative designs for the Handmade Festival. Um, I worked with Kimberly Munn of Maple and Belmont to do the posters. I work with a lot of photographers because just to get different perspectives of each event that we do. Who did that artwork for that uh, for the the flyer for the last Handmade Festival? That was Kimberly okay. Munn. I, yeah, she's so talented. That thing was sharp. Yeah, <laughs> she um so she moved to Portland recently. And but she's still collaborating with us, which is really nice. And she's working on animation and different things. So we feel really lucky to work with her still. And every year, she's done the designs for three years, and each year they're different and exciting. And we always wonder, like, well, you know, what can be, what can she do that's fresh? But it always, I mean, it's always great. She always knocks it out of the park. And so for you personally, like your time and just like organizing, like. What's a typical day like for you? So again, it, it kind of varies. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I'll, I also help with exhibitions. Mm -hmm. So I do all of the design for our exhibitions. I help with um, like the labels, the vinyl, the signage, indoor and outdoor. And then even creating some of the interactive components of those, whether it's like building a station or some kind of interactive activity, whether it's digital or like a physical object, I work on those things. So uh, this week, for instance, um, I've had a couple different things going on. So promoting our classes, our winter classes, this is a little bit of a slower time of the year for us. So we're actually in planning mode. So we're meeting with a lot of different people to talk about 2020. I'm already thinking about the Sunsets concerts, already meeting. We have an exhibit coming up in February, so we've been making a lot of plans for that. Um, and I'm assisting the curator of that exhibition uh, with, it's a costume exhibit. Oh, cool. So um, I'm actually working with her on creating the, the mannequins and, and helping with all of the textile assessment and all of the details of that, which I really love. I love being a part of the exhibits. So... Yeah, that is kind of broad, but that's overall what I've been working on. Love it. And, um, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, I know you talk a little bit about print and a little bit about digital. What do you all are, like, what kind of things are promoting the museum and getting the museum kind of out there? Because you know, I feel like I hear it a, a bunch through word of mouth and kind of, you know, organic channels. Mm -hmm. But what are you guys kind of doing to get the word out? So I think what's really been crucial for us is partnerships and collaborations and I feel like that's really been the most effective strategy so we've partnered with a lot of different artists other museums the Elizabeth River Trail Alchemy folks over there uh, Charles and Carrie Ann have been really instrumental in um, they've both produced some of our events and then sharing it on their own social media channels um, we've worked with Neon the Sunsets concerts, each uh, each concert is one or two local bands, so they're sharing it. Uh, food trucks, local businesses, Virginia State, it goes on and on. Yep. Um, so there's so many people that we're constantly in contact with, and it's really not you know just a single project where we're just doing it in-house. I feel like every single program that we do, we're reaching out. We want other expertise. We don't want it to be just us. Because really, I mean, so much of our our marketing and outreach, what we're trying to do is really build a community and not just, it's not just the hermitage saying, like, come here, like tooting our own horn. We really want other people in the community to feel welcome, to feel like this is their place. Um, and really, I think, I think a project that I'm really excited about 
is our exhibit this summer, uh, Unknown Outcome. So, which I, I'm sure you've heard about. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Can go, so, go into it. this is a really exciting exhibit that's coming up. We invited local artists, engineers, makers, anyone that had a creative idea to submit a proposal for this exhibition. And it's really centered on artist responses to climate change, sea level rise, um, human impact on the environment. And so really any, we're welcome to all different takes on that. And we really wanted to just highlight the artists in our region and really um, help just showcase that, that creative energy, everything that Norfolk has going on. And even we, our submission radius was a hundred mile radius. So we got a ton of response from that. Um, the proposal, and it wasn't a simple proposal. I mean, we really asked for budget and equipment and everything that you would need to build your idea. And with the, with the idea that we'll be funding it. So that's the best part is we're not asking the artist to rely on their own resources. We're really saying, we want to support you, you know, let's work together. So they've been meeting at the museum. They've been picking out spaces where they want to show their work. And, um, to this morning, actually, I was taking photos of our director and our curator going through all of those applications. That's great. So yeah, they, we received a lot more than we expected and really great ideas, large scale sculpture on the grounds, um, even great 2D, I think even some digital works on the inside of the museum. So that opens in June and we're really, really excited about it. Nice. Um, what kind of like your career wise, like how do you stay on top of, you know, kind of the arts and maybe just networking? Like do you do uh, any events like that you go to like conferences or are there any like meetups like how do you kind of you know network I guess yeah so I'm a part of different groups in Norfolk um, I'm part of the South Hampton Roads Museum Forum shrimp <laughs> which is kind of a funny <laughs> acronym um, I'm the treasurer for that organization this year I'm excited to be on the board and uh, we had an educator night last night so we were at the Chrysler, so we were meeting up with local educators and all just kind of connecting and sharing our resources. So that's one thing. Um, there's a Norfolk marketing group called Life Celebrated Daily, which used to be the city's motto. Um, and so a lot of the marketing managers in Norfolk get together once a month. And so I go to those when I can and try to promote the museum. Um, also, I try to go to a conference every year. So and a lot of them are museum related. So this year, um, I'll be going to the Virginia Association of Museums Conference, which is near DC. And I'm excited because it's the first time I'll be speaking on a panel at one of these conferences. That's awesome. So um, my friend Jackie Spainhauer, who's the director of the Hunter House, she wrote a book, uh, Museums and Millennials, and she interviewed me extensively as a part of that book. And so I got to talk about our campaign for the Art of Burning Man when we did that in 2017. And I was excited to be a part of that project. And this panel will be several of us from the book talking about her strategies and what we did at our individual museums. So you're famous then. And no. You didn't even tell me this. <laughs> no. Well, no, I'm excited. It's the first book I've been mentioned in. That's so, so cool. That was exciting. So tell me about um, Burning Man. Tell me about that and uh, the process and all. Just That was such a huge kind of game changer for us because we had this great idea 
Um, our director brought it to us as a staff and in, included us in the process, invited us to watch the docu a documentary of Burning Man and to decide which artist we thought would be a good fit for the estate. And so, I mean, I'm even excited. Some of the pieces I really loved ended up being in the show. So that was, it was really a team effort for that. But I think what really, really made it was that we hosted a forum at the very beginning and we invited the community and we said, what do you want to see from this exhibit? Like, how do you want to participate? Because Burning Man is all about the community and it's about coming together and sharing all these different perspectives and artists. And um, it's really, you know, it's not a museum kind of thing, actually. This was a first for Burning Man to actually bring their art to another location. And we were really excited to be the first museum and so we had to get the rights from Burning Man to use their name in the title and everything. And we worked extensively with their organization um, at the forum and throughout the whole process of how we would present it, what the parties would look like. Um, but we ended up doing these evening events once a month called Burning Man Nights. And we worked with local designers to come up with this really creative marketing for it. We worked with Charles and Carrie Ann at Alchemy to get the word out. And each... Each month, we partnered with different local organizations to do something completely different. So we did like a glow ride with the Elizabeth River Trail. We had a ton of neon organizations come out one night, like the Push Comedy, doing comedy. Um, so yeah, each night was really different. We had bands, DJs, like it was just really, really fun. Sonny and Gabe, I don't know if, yeah, they're, oh, yeah. they're great. They did a um, kind of like a preview of their new album one night. That was really fun. That's really cool. And it was just, yeah, I mean, I really felt like that was our big moment to show the community, like, we want you to be a part of this and really getting the word out. I mean, I think before that, so many people didn't even know we existed. And using kind of the Burning Man name, I mean, that was something that people are familiar with. For sure. That intrigued them and brought them. That's like international. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we were so excited because we actually, a month after we had approached Burning Man and started talking about everything, the Smithsonian approached Burning Man. And we ended up, and they honestly, they didn't believe that we had come up with the idea first. We had a conference call with them, and they were like, well, how did you come up with this? And so... Burning Man organization, they, their organization didn't believe you all had come up with Well, no, the Smithsonian, the Smithsonian didn't, didn't believe, believe that we had come up with the idea. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So we were excited that, you know, we, had, we were the first, and the Smithsonian show ended up including some of the artists that we had chosen that they wouldn't have originally. That's awesome. And we ended up being listed in the some of the Smithsonian's exhibit signs and things like that. Oh, that's so cool. So that was that was really exciting. And um, so we talked a little bit about, um, you know, what you're doing professionally, like how you're kind of staying on top of things. Um, any advisors, mentors, or anyone that you kind of bounce ideas off of? Yeah, so um, quite a different... Uh, Quite a few people, um, a lot of them being my coworkers and my boss. Uh, my coworker or my boss is she was a marketing manager uh, before she was at the Hermitage. I think a few positions before she was at the Hermitage, but she's been really supportive in terms of letting me experiment. So over the years, I've been able to try different things, see how they go. Like we tried movie theater ads, um, we've done billboards. 
in the area, especially for Burning Man, and I thought that was really successful. And I'm hoping to do some more for Unknown Outcome. So things like that. And then I did, I didn't mention I recently finished my master's degree. Oh, congrats. Um, at VCU. Thanks. Nice. Um, and... Did you go up there? Or are you doing online? Yeah. So I went up there um, twice, once or twice a week. And I was lucky that Jen, our boss, let me do that um, while I was still working full time. What was the program you did? So I, I did the museum studies program because I'm, I'm really interested in exhibition design and that aspect of my position. But even just museums in general and how we can, how we reach audiences exactly like how our communications are reaching out in the community and thinking about those kinds of aspects. Talk about that experience a little bit, the VCU program. Was it other like kind of curators or marketing people at museums that are attending this or like yeah. class size? What type of courses did you take? So um, our, our classes were probably about between five and seven people. They were pretty small, mm -hmm. but we were a range of positions. Um, I would say half of us were non-traditional students, so not coming right out of undergrad, um, having positions in museums, uh, curatorial, marketing, volunteer coordinating, all of those things. So I really loved that, that we each had different perspectives to bring to the table in the classes. So some of the things we looked at or some of the classes, we one of my favorite was a digital tools class where we actually learned how to develop different digital tools. And that's been, I feel like some the skills that I learned in that class have really helped me. Um, so we, we, I've developed digital tools for our exhibits um, and thinking about engagement with visitors. So we've done surveys and things like that. Can you give an example of a digital tool just for the listener? Because I, I have an idea in my mind, but I'm wondering what's a digital tool? So I actually, um, so one thing I didn't talk about is uh, as part of my graduate program and while I was in school, I developed an exhibit for the Hermitage about 3D printing. Oh, cool. And so as part of that exhibit, I developed a, a tool that visitors could use on an iPad. Um, and it was 360 images of our galleries. And essentially they could click on objects in the image and learn more about them. So it would pop up with a photo and a lot more information than we could usually fit on a label or in the gallery. I like that. And what was the length of this program that you took? So I, it ended up being three years because I was a part-time student. Mm -hmm. So I just finished this past May. Nice. Yeah. But I feel like all of the contacts there, they've been my mentors as well. Yeah. Um, especially. So the my immediate mentor, Kathleen Chapman, was great. And then just the whole department was really supportive. And so what are you most excited about this year? Um, I know there's a, you got some exciting stuff that you, you've touched on. You can maybe go into that more if you want. Yeah. So um, our curator of collections, Lindsay Neal, is working on a costume exhibit, which is she discovered a ton of dresses, jewelry, accessories that belong to our founder, Florence Sloan. And those really haven't been exhibited before, like extensively, maybe a few pieces, but they're really um, kind of, 
Some of them are even kind of avant-garde for the time period. So she's really this. Picturing in my mind avant-garde. I was just. Yeah. I don't know why my well, mind so, went there. <laughs> so, um, like 1900s to 1940s, mm-hmm. and I, I was surprised by like the colors of some of these outfits are really bold and vibrant. And at this point in her life, um, she would have been a little bit older, so she wasn't, you know, younger. And so it's we loved seeing that she was brave and you know wasn't afraid to try these new styles and things that people other people weren't necessarily wearing so that's been really fun to see all of those dresses and um going into the jewelry collection so that so the the show is called style and flair and that opens friday february 21st and then um, we have a brand new programs manager public programs manager andrew and he's come up with a ton of programs to go with that exhibit one of them that i'm really stoked about uh, is called the clothes that made me and that's going to be he's invited a whole list of people in the community to come and talk about an item of clothing that really means a lot to them or if there's a cool story related to it i think he's already got like over 15 different people and so we really, we feel like this is going to bring in so many people in the community, friends and different groups. And it's, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a great night. So really, sorry. No, that's super good. So really connecting her fashion with like what we think of now as fashion forward and yeah. And how we relate directly to clothing and what clothing means to us. What do you think about kind of social media and kind of communicating digitally um, I guess in a, as we go into, you know, <laughs> 2020, uncharted, yeah, uncharted territory, I guess with, uh, just more and more things happening online, mm-hmm. we see it with retail. Um, you know, what do you all, how do you all think about, I guess, communicating with consumers maybe online, you know, and kind of extending, you know, the museum experience, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So out of all of the marketing that we do, social media is, is the, I mean, the bread and butter. It's essentially everything. Um, When I started, we really didn't have a social media presence. I mean, we did, but it wasn't something that was nurtured and necessarily like every day we're posting or um, communicating with people that message us or reaching out. And now it's it's something that we have to do. Every, I mean, it's just essential. I mean, even the the time when there have been a few times when Instagram or Facebook have gone down, and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, we have we really want to get the word out about this program that's coming up, and it you realize how much you rely on it. Yeah, I can think of like maybe twice last year where yeah. it just seemed like it, everything like you would log in, and it was just like a circle, yeah, like an arrow, and I'm going in the circle, and I'm like wait, I got stuff I want to say. I can't yeah, say it I think it was maybe a week or so before one of our parties. And yeah, it's just, you know, you, you realize how important it is. I, so you were talking about, I was thinking about how we're promoting the Style and Flair exhibit. So really telling the stories of people in our community. I'm excited to sh- take photos of them and then share their articles of clothing. I think that'll really get the word out about the show and but it'll have this meaningful connection with all of these people. And um, one thing that we do, we do a feature called We Are the Hermitage, where we share whether it's new staff members or we've done visitors or people on our teachers or board or volunteers, docents, um, just to kind of, so the public can see more about like who's working here, 
you know, what they're invested in and even like fun facts about them or just really putting a face to the hermitage or faces so that people know like who we are. And we're not just, we're not just that hidden museum in the woods um, or (laughs) or in the neighborhood, the hidden gem. I think that's one of the biggest barriers that we have is that we're not, we're not right on the road. We have a few signs on Hampton Boulevard uh, that we had installed and we hope to be able to get one on the interstate as well, but it's really not, it's just not top of mind. If you don't, you're not passing it all the time, like you are the Chrysler or some of the organizations in town. And so social media has really been the platform for us to get the word out. And so, I mean, doing targeted campaigns and boosts is everything. So, and we're targeting by interest, by age, um, you know, based on the event, but really we keep it broad because we want everyone to feel welcome at the museum. Um, we've done some research studies that have helped inform, especially like for our visual arts school, we kind of learned that people really don't want to, the driving, the traffic can be hectic here and it's not always dependable. So we learned that really the audience for our classes is within like a 10, 20 minute drive time. So I would target, you know, people in that geographic location. And then if they're interested in painting or drawing or arts and crafts in general or things like that. Perfect. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate um, you for coming on. Um, I guess maybe wrap up a little bit with uh, maybe something you've learned um, since kind of being at the Hermitage, maybe about yourself, maybe something that you've learned. maybe about um, museums, you know, maybe just like a big takeaway, maybe that you, that you had at this time that you didn't have going into it, something that you had to learn like on the job or something you learned creating an exhibit, that kind of thing. Well, I'll say that, so our last exhibit, uh, Contemporary Asian Art, which was this past, or Conversations Contemporary Asian Art was this past summer. Um, that was the first time that we worked with international artists. And so I really enjoyed that process of connecting with all of these different people and internationally known that that was really exciting to bring them all together at the Hermitage. But um, as far as challenges, I mean, a lot of these pieces were large scale. They were very kind of complicated to figure out how to install, how to display. And so I, I really enjoyed like learning kind of on the job. How do we hang this piece? Um, For instance, we had one piece that actually had pins in it and they came through the back. So as we're trying to install it, we're trying not to stab ourselves <laughs> oh, with the pins. Yeah. So I know that's a you know completely random example, but just those kinds of challenges with contemporary art that you don't always foresee. Um, yeah, so that's, that's one thing that I've enjoyed learning is that. Um, creating these interactive tools. So um, really trying to think outside of the box. I've uh, communicated with other museums. I've got, I go to a lot of different shows and try to see what other people are doing. Is there something that maybe I can spring off of that and think of something for us that would work? So I, whether I'm t- contacting them about how they did something or tools that they're using, I've enjoyed that too. How do you source those uh, digital tools? How do you kind of find good partners for that? So um, for the digital stuff, I'm actually using a long resource list that my teacher gave me at VCU Um, and one thing that's great about VCU is that they have what's called the workshop and um, it's a student 
community friendly kind of like maker space basically um, and I've also worked with the maker spaces here in town at Slover and 757 we work with them pretty frequently um, so they they have a lot of insight into using digital tools um, 3d scanning like VR all those kinds of things so that's really helpful nice um, where can the listeners follow you and where can they connect with the museum yeah so um, you can look us up on Facebook at the Hermitage Museum and Gardens. Our website is thehermitagemuseum.org and our Instagram is hermitagemuseumva because uh, there's a hermitage in Russia. Oh. So we have to differentiate. Who would have ever known? <laughs> yeah, and we get tagged in their photos all the time. That's funny. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Yeah, thank you for having me on.